Happy Wednesday! I hope you are having a fantastic week. I think so far so good with me. And right now we are halfway to the weekend. So today's topic about how dreams can help you is actually because I have the dream course which is officially launched in its early bird window. So definitely check out the show notes to learn more about the dream course. But whether you join us or not, I really wanted to give you some insight on how your dreams can help you. So I believe I have about 11 tips that can help you see how your dreams can really be beneficial and help you out throughout your whole day, you know, throughout your whole life, how it can truly help you in like all areas of your life. So I'll be going over those 11 tips, but stay tuned to the end because I'm going to give you four more tips on how to sleep better so that you can dream better, right? Because so many people are like, oh, I don't remember my dreams or I don't dream at all. And the thing is, we all dream. So if you're not dreaming, something is amiss. So at the end, I'm going to help you figure out maybe a couple things that could be going on with you. Now, just to let you know, if you do snag a seat in the course, Spots are limited. It's going to be a smaller group um, so that I can really take my time with you. It's going to be amazing. But you will be given, if you do the early bird one, a dream prescription. So the Afterlight Institute that I'm working with is going to send you a questionnaire and you're going to fill it out. And it's going to seem a little bit in depth. I hope I don't pry too much, but it's going to go over all of your sleeping habits, some of your eating habits, some of your dreaming habits, all that jazz. And then I am going to review it and then send you back basically a prescription of things that are tailored to you personally that will help you sleep better and dream better. Okay. So I'm very excited about that. So this is going to be amazing. And as I am preparing for this course and, you know, about to jump in with my new dream family, right? So if you join the course, you can be part of our little family. I'm just reminded of how much that dreams were always there for me, even when I wasn't open up to my gifts. Like my whole entire life, dreams have always spoken to me. And I wish that I would have really tapped, in, tapped into the potential, to the things that it was trying to show me. Because, man, sometimes I just look back and I think to myself, man, that would have been a shortcut. Do you hear me? And you know what I'm talking about? Like when you're going through challenges and things like that. And then afterwards, you see little things in your life that you're like, man, that would have been really helpful if I would have noticed that, if I would have seen that, or if I would have taken advantage of that. And dreams is one of the things that I think that would have helped me out a lot if I was paying attention to them. And I shared a couple of them um, on my Instagram stories, on Instagram, and then also I believe in the spirit stories on Friday. So Stay tuned for more of those because my dreams never cease to amaze me. So if you have any dreams that you want to share that were really cool, awesome, that gave you insight, then definitely send them to me at heatherdaniellemedium at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave me a voicemail, just click the show link that says like share your story. Alrighty. So now let's get to the 11 things that your dreaming will help you out in your daily life. So I think this is going to get really interesting. So let's get started. All right. So the first thing that I want to talk about that dreaming really helps you do is that it helps develop long-term memories. So I thought this was really interesting. I know that you've heard this before, but it's basically that during REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep is when you dream. That is when it actually strengthens the bond between your memories. So when you're in the other stages of sleep, you are definitely developing memories. You know what I mean? Your, your conscious, your subconscious is like cleaning out the closet 
it like I've talked to before, but it's in that dreaming REM stage is when it's really fusing together those long-term memories. And this is me speaking, but I really think that that is probably the cause of mom brain. Have you ever heard that term mom brain? The way that I've heard it before is like moms, like maybe new moms or moms of toddlers of young kids. And, you know, they get a lot of broken sleep because their child is always, you know, up doing something or crying in the middle of the night. So they're not really able to get good quality sleep and probably not really good quality REM sleep. And so they're not able to get into that sleeping stage and then what happens is those memories aren't bonded and they wake up groggy or they might wake up like you know every day not really remembering with such vividity of the days before does that make sense so i think personally i have not looked into that mom brain connection but i feel like that's really what it could be and when i look back on dreams when my son was younger i don't think i had that many dreams because i was you know, sleep deprived, <laughs> you know, I wasn't really getting into that REM sleep. So think about that. Let me know if you've actually noticed that, like that resonates with you. If you're like, oh my gosh, yes. You know what I mean? My kids are always waking me up in the middle of the night or I can't sleep because I'm worried about them. And then, you know, I'm not able to recall things with such accuracy or ease. And maybe that it could be because you're not getting into that REM sleep. Okay. Number two is sharper thinking. So it basically states that, you know, the REM sleep is going to help make your connection stronger, kind of like we just talked about, right? But it also processes out what you do and what you don't need, right? During that REM sleep, because we're going to talk about it here a little bit um, in one of the other tips, but basically your body is not really involved anymore when it comes to sorting out those memories. So then you don't have to worry so much about the stresses on your body or how your body is interpreting things. So for example, if I meet someone and I have bad feeling about them, right? Like just in my body, I feel, I feel it in my gut, I feel it in my heart or something like that. And they just make me feel really weird. Well, when I go to sleep that night and I dream about it, my body is not going to have those same kind of reactions because my brain is, my body is off basically and my brain, my subconscious brain is bringing up to me things that maybe I didn't notice before. And one thing that's coming up right now is like maybe in your subconscious mind, he reminded you of someone else in your past that you didn't like. So maybe it had nothing to do with him, but maybe it triggered your body. But now your body's not really part of this equation right now because it's all mental while you sleep because your body is resting. So let me know what you think about that one. All right. Number three, dreaming and REM sleep, right? can better boost your mood. It can make you happier. Isn't that kind of crazy? So what it's doing here is it's processing out your emotions, right? So it's kind of regulating our emotions and it's trying to get some of the negative ones out. And that's the reason why that you might have weird, bizarre dreams. You might even have bad dreams or nightmares, which we're going to talk about nightmares here in a minute. But basically, you're able to get a little bit more insight, and then therefore, you are able to wake up a little bit happier and that kind of thing. So this is actually really good for people who, you know, are able to go to bed angry and sleep on it, if you will, and then they wake up in a much better mood. So if you have gotten in a fight with one of your parents, one of your siblings, or one of your spouses, and you were like, hey... I feel so much better when I wake up. I'm just going to, you know, go to sleep now because I'm pissed off at you. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to feel better. 
Are you that person? I am not that person. But if you are that person, then that truly means that REM sleep probably is really going to help you increase your mood. And it's going to help you um, sort through some of the chaoticness of the day. And that's another reason why they can better out, better your mood. All right, so number four is that it can enhance your creativity. Yes, 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 yes. And it actually says in a study that they did that people who remember their dreams more ended up being more creative. That is so me. That is so me. Is that you? Are you the type of person who remembers your dreams and also are very creative? Or are you the opposite? Because I would like to know that. Are you just really creative, but you don't remember your dreams? If so, then stay tuned for some of the tips to help you sleep better. Because as I say that, it does not feel right to me. So if you're a very creative person and you are not sleeping, definitely stay tuned to the end. So I give those tips on how to sleep better because you know, that does not resonate at all. Like I feel like that something's wrong there. Something's amiss. But However, if you're remembering your dreams and saying you're more creative and I feel like you need to express that creativity um, during your daily life, why not just, you know, have a little paper and draw or doodle and things like that. Sorry, there's a little bit of channeling going on in this session. <laughs> so I just had to let you know that. All right. Number five is that it helps us process emotions. All right. And specifically during REM sleep, you actually get into the theta brain waves or a lot of us do. Okay. And this brain wave is actually known as the true relaxation. Isn't that amazing? And when we are in this brain wave and in this state of mind, if you will, right, we're able to relieve more stress and we're also able to promote more healing. Have you ever heard of theta healing or maybe you've heard of yoga nidra, you know, and they're trying to get you in that theta brainwave so that you're able to not just process emotions, but you're able to relieve that stress, get into the deep relaxating state and so that you can have that healing occur. I absolutely love those two things. So definitely try them out, theta healing and also yoga nidra. But this can also help you increase your communication skills as well. So it's really, really interesting. Now, there's actually studies studies in route that are trying to prove that there is a link between the theta brain waves and also lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is when you know you're dreaming, like you wake up and you're able to control your dreams. So I thought that was really, really, really cool. Maybe you can even try, this is coming to me right now, but maybe you can actually try to meditate before you go to sleep. Maybe doing one of those theta brainwave meditations on YouTube before you go to sleep and then seeing maybe if that would help you have even more vivid dreams or help you in your lucid dreaming experience. And just so I remember, I'm going to say it out loud. If you do join the course, we're totally doing that. We're totally going to be doing that as a group. I'm going to keep you accountable to try that out. All right. So number six is overcoming trauma. Okay. Because this is your brain is shutting down and it doesn't really create any boundaries with your emotions. So it's almost like it just allows your emotions to free flow. Isn't that kind of interesting? And then what's going to happen too, again, the kind of like we talked about is that your mental state is on, but your body is off. So that means that you're not going to have any of those physical reactions to the trauma. And one of these reasons why is because in REM sleep, stress chemicals are suppressed, right? In what they call the emotional hub of the brain, Lida. 
And this was actually a study done by Berkeley. I'll link it in the show notes, but it totally makes a lot of sense because then when you wake up, the trauma isn't so vivid, isn't so crazy because it's suppressed. You know what I mean? That part of your brain, it suppressed the emotions associated with it. So then you're able to either heal it better, talk to your therapist about it a little bit more. It's really amazing what it can do. In fact, I had someone reach out to me and be like, well, Heather, I believe that I am like healing some childhood trauma through my dreams. And I'm like, it totally makes sense. And then just know if it is coming up to you in a dream, dream, then you know that it is time for you to officially, you know, um, heal it because it's coming up to you now for a reason. So keep it in the back of your mind when you are dealing with dreams that are like that. Okay. All right. Number seven is that dreams help increase your social competence. All right. And honestly, the first thing that I thought of when I seen this, I was like, oh my gosh, lucid dreaming. Right. So when you know that you are dreaming and then what you can do then is that you can like practice speeches, you can practice, you know, kissing the girl and you know what I mean? You can practice all sorts of different things because it's going to feel very, very real to you. And then it's going to help you practice it. It's, I don't know. It's so amazing. However, it's not the only reason why. It's also because your sleep in general will help you want to be more social, right? Because if you're sleep deprived and things like that, you're not even going to want to hang out with anyone, but just sleep in general is really going to help you want to be more social, right? But it's also because when you dream, the prefrontal cortex of your brain is optimized and that also helps you, you know, think better, be a better friend basically is what they were telling me when I was reading all of these um, studies and things like that for this podcast. So I will link them below so that you can... um, read them too if you want get a little bit more information okay however it's going to improve improve your social interactions because of that prefrontal cortex being optimized okay and then also during REM sleep specifically it assists in emotional self-control and me personally I feel like it just really really helps me sort through a lot of my emotions and get rid of a lot of the memories and things like that I don't need so if you think about it every single day your brain is taking in every single thing it is like way overstimulated especially nowadays, it cannot take in everything. You know, it does take in everything, but it can't deal with everything. So when you sleep, it's trying to sort through all of that. So then of course, I'm going to be better emotionally regulated because I'm not going to have all those memories that I went to sleep with, you know, still there when I wake up. Of course, all of your important ones are going to be there, all your important memories, but I'm just saying like random things, you know, like the color nail polish that, you know, my coworker was wearing or stupid things like that. Our brain's taken in everything, but I don't need my brain to keep everything. <laughs> all right. So we're going to move on to number eight, which is enhances problem solving. Okay. So through your dreams, like I said, your body is really not part of the equation anymore. And that's how you are going to see things you wouldn't normally see. Kind of like what we talked about earlier, where it's like, man, my body was triggered. But now maybe he just reminded me of someone else that, you know, maybe lied to me, betrayed me, you know, whatever it is. And then some people out there who are very intuitive might be like, wait a second, is that your self is that your higher self trying to tell you that this person is just like that person they're going to betray you maybe yes maybe not but my thing is is that we have to you know sort through all the evidence we have to like look it over and we can't just assume that's what's going on in fact with your dreams and through the dreaming process too, you can actually help yourself determine if that person is truly good for you or not. If it was just truly you just, you know, dealing with an unhealed issue, or if it was truly you picking up something, you know, in his vibration. 
So hopefully that makes sense to you. And then of course, with everything else that we talked about with like the enhancing of the thinking, you know what I mean? The enhancing of the prefrontal cortex, of course, it's going to help you with your problem solving. And I feel like one of those reasons why too, is because it's going to be deep cleaning everything, going on a deep clean. All right. Number nine is super duper interesting. This is nightmares. Nightmares can actually help you and they can actually help you by preparing your mind for the bad things that may happen. Now, I noticed that, you know, you might have nightmares for a couple different reasons. One of them might be that things are going really, really good in your life. And that is your dream bringing up like, hey, wait a second. We don't believe that good things can last. We actually believe that this can only last for so long and then bad things are en route. Or it could actually be that you're going through a bad time and then your brain is just bringing up to you, you know, like how, you know, this can get worse and this can get worse and this can get worse. However, overall, I do really feel that nightmares can be beneficial because it's preparing your body just in case whenever something will happen, right? Maybe something's going to happen way down the road. Maybe it's going to happen in a decade from now, but your brain just might be one of those that wants to get on the ball with it and, you know, start preparing you for it now. Kind of like a dress rehearsal. This one guy said that in one of um, the documents that I was reading, so I put in the show notes, but he was like, yeah, it's like your brain going through a dress rehearsal. It does not mean that it's going to happen right now. doesn't mean it's going to happen in a couple months or whatever like that. It's just preparing you. It's just probably one of those brains that you have, that side of yourself where you would like to be prepared. So that's one of the reasons why. In the course, we do go over nightmares um, a little more thoroughly along with like night terrors too. All right, so now we are going to move on to number 10, and that is dreams help you get a different perspective. And this is going to be like with dream symbols as well, is really, really going to help you see like your dilemma, your issue, whatever it is that you're dealing with from a different perspective, okay? And they use dream symbols sometimes to show you that. So one of the things that I always um, I always think about when I come to this, I shared this with you once before, but it is like my ex-husband, I had a dream of him and it was just of his face. And it was when we were broken up, we were going through a separation and his teeth started falling out, but it was really weird. It was like black stuff was in his mouth and it was coming through his teeth and it was turning all of his teeth black and then they started falling out. Now, the thing is, though, if I would look into a dream, a dream journal, it would say that, you know, teeth falling out symbolize aging. Well, that's not the case. When I finally put two and two together, because I have a very creative mind. And so those who people who are creative are going to interpret their dreams a little bit more creatively, if you will. I realized it was literally symbolism coming through saying he's lying through his teeth. And then I got a different perspective because I was not thinking that, you know what I mean? I wasn't thinking that he was lying to me, but then since I had that dream, I was able to look back and be like, oh my gosh, I think that deep down, I know that he is lying to me and my dream is trying to bring that up to me, but I just didn't want to hear it you know, because of my heart and it was my marriage and things like that. And come to find out he was lying to me. And I have to tell you one thing too. I had someone else come up during a dream class that I had and they were like, Hey, they're like, how come I keep on seeing 
myself as like the third person. I am actually watching myself in my dream. She was like, I am watching myself interact with other people in my dream. And I'm like, wow, that is so crazy. I've never had that experience. Let me know if you have, because I've never had that experience where I'm like the third person. I'm always, you know, in my dream. But here was a perfect example of your dreams allowing you a different perspective. Because when her case, it was her looking at how she was interacting with other people, how she was communicating. And then she was able to see either the good or the bad sides of her communication. And that would allow her to help, you know, mitigate any kind of situations in her real life. Like, oh yeah, okay. You know what? I was a little harsh in my dream. Maybe I'm a little bit harsh to my mom in reality. You know, this is an example. So maybe now she's going to be paying attention to how her mom is and how she interacts with her mom and that kind of thing. So I absolutely love, love, love that. So the different perspective, it can truly, truly help. All right. Number 11, it can offer emotional resolution by morning. I love this because if you just take a couple of the things that we've already talked about, that in itself can already show like, yeah, this can really help us process the emotions, process and you know, overcome trauma. It can really help our, ourselves prepare for the worst. And so by all of that, it can actually help us have a resolution by morning. And so have you ever heard the term like, oh, I'll sleep on it? This is where it comes from. And so I thought that was really, really interesting because it's like, duh, you know what I mean? Of course, a lot of us can go ahead and, you know, try and have a resolution by morning. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not the type of person that can usually have a resolution by morning. If you make me mad at night, I'm still going to be mad during the day. But the, the next day when I wake up, but I really think that is because I don't get good sleep when I'm mad. So I'm not able to go into that REM deep sleep because I am often very sad and I'm often very hurt when I show anger. My anger is just like a um, a shield, if you will, a wall, because I don't want people to see how hurt I am in the inside. It's taken me a lot of therapy and a lot of years to actually realize that's how I am. Because anytime I get angry, it's always because of sadness and hurt underneath. So I really feel it's because... I can't resolve things in the morning because I am not sleeping well that night because that person hurt me, made me angry and that kind of thing. So definitely think about it with yourself. You know what I mean? You know, are you sleeping well? You know what I mean? If you have a lot of emotions before you go to bed, that's the reason why I always think like, yeah, journal it out, you know, journal out your emotions and that kind of stuff. Cause all it's going to do is it's going to make it easier on your brain. And then your brain is going to be able to get into that, um, REM sleep a lot easier. And you're going to have more quality REM sleep. If you are tracking your sleep with an aura ring or with a Fitbit or another device, definitely make sure you look at the quality of your REM sleep, all right? Because we really want to go for the quality over quantity and then of course work our way up. All right, so now we are at the end. Now here is a couple of tips for you to sleep better. All right, so the number one thing like everyone needs to do, everyone needs to do. And I mean, I did not know that this was the number one thing to do. I did not know this. I accidentally, accidentally did it. And that led me to be able to sleep so much better. So most of my life, I'm not sure if you can relate to this, but most of my life, I was waking up every single hour all the time. And I remember getting really excited, like, oh, sweet, it's only two o'clock. That means I get longer to sleep. Ooh, it's only three o'clock. Yeah, I have this many hours of sleep. And that's what I would continually to do. I didn't know that I was just having broken, horrible sleep. You know what I mean? Even though I'd wake up, you know, um, feeling kind of groggy, but I always got off my alarm. So I was just like, I don't know, some kind of robot. But... The number one thing to do, 
is decreasing your overall sugar intake. And I've told this to people before, like before bed, but no, like you just need to decrease it overall. Look at the added sugars that you're eating, you know, throughout the day because it disrupts your sleep cycle. I went on keto and this was a couple years ago and oh my God, I slept all the way through the night. It was insane. I literally had no idea what was going on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to bed rock solid. And then I'm waking up with my alarm. I had no idea what was going on. And it was because I didn't have to worry about my sugar levels, you know, spiking and things like that throughout the night. And that can actually wake you up. And you have to understand too, all of that also has a, has a relation to your body temperature when you sleep. And then that alone can be waking yourself up, letting you toss and turn and things like that. It's totally crazy. So just try and decrease it little by little by little. Like we don't even realize how much added sugar that we are having during our days. You know what I mean? So I've been very conscious of my sugar intake for the last few months. And it's like, wow, I didn't even realize like this and this and this had crazy amounts of sugar. Now I'm not really sure about the sugar in fruit. Um, I've been having a little bit more fruit now and it seems to be okay, but definitely play around and see what's good for your body. But that is going to be number one, uno momento, right? So number two is I know you've heard this before, but if you're hearing it again, it's for a reason, is definitely get yourself some blue light blockers because I know you, I know you, I know you are either watching TV, you're on your phone, you know what I mean? You're doing something with electronics and that blue light, it actually blocks melatonin. You need melatonin in order to feel sleepy, okay? But those blue lights that are coming out of your devices, it is making you think like, hey, it's awake time. You know what I mean? It's time to party still. And it's blocking melatonin. So you need to get those blue light blockers, you know? So just kind of um, put that into perspective. See if you can do that. Or like they say, decrease your screen time at the end of the night. And what I mean by decreasing is stopping it all together like a half hour before bed so that you can go ahead and create that melatonin naturally. All right, number three is going to be either trying out a B1 or a B2 vitamin, okay? Because that will really help you sleep. So I'm finding a lot of information online right now that B1 is associated with sleep disorders, such as sleep apnea, you know what I mean? Even narcolepsy, things like that. So definitely try out your B1. However, your B2 specifically is supposed to make sure that you are getting through all of your stages of sleep and it helps regulate the sleep cycles. And a lot of times, if you are not able to go through those sleep cycles, it is because of B2 deficiency. But definitely talk with your doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to diagnose anything, but I have literally told people that. And then also B6 as well. B6 is going to help you remember your dreams. Remember. So I think that we talked about this before, but definitely B6, think about it. And then think about the quality of vitamin that you're taking as well, because remember, all vitamins are not created equal, okay? Like the Nature's Valley, sorry, I'm, I'm shouting out to them right now. Haven't heard good things about them, full of fillers and things like that. Those are the ones you can get at the drugstore. Definitely do your homework. Um, and so you can get quality supplements so you're not just wasting your money. All right. Number four, very interesting, but is monitoring your medications because sometimes your medications can really disrupt your sleep cycle. And then if it is, then really talk to your doctor about, hey, you know, what else can we do? Because you need that quality sleep to help heal, to, you know, I mean, have all the benefits that we talked about, plus so, 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 so much more. But also just to be aware that your medication could be messing up your sleep cycle, messing up your ability to dream can really go 
a long way. And something else is coming up too is that maybe you can take your medication at a different time so maybe it won't have as great of an impact on your sleep. So if you have to take one medication that you know, okay, it's kind of messing it up, maybe you can take it earlier in the day. You know, maybe you can even talk to your doctor about having like a slow re release of that medicine so it's just not, you know, going into your body all at one time. So those are my four tips to sleep better. And I hope that you join the gym course because there's a lot more there. We're going to be getting good sleep habits in that course. We're going to get good dreaming habits. We're going to be doing a lot of incredible things. So I hope to see you there. But if not, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope you definitely got something out of it. And if you did, I would appreciate it if you left me a review. I believe you can just swipe to the right on your phone um, and leave a review for me. And I would love it to death. <laughs>